Sustainable Development Podcast. The purpose of the AAPG Sustainable Development Committee is to communicate broadly the positive technical, economic, environmental, and social benefits of the petroleum industry and its collective efforts towards sustainable development, which this podcast is one of the ways we strive to accomplish. A quick disclaimer before we begin, the opinions shared in this podcast are views from the featured company or individual and are not necessarily representative of the larger group of companies involved in AAPG. And to welcome another guest on our podcast, we have Tyler Wiseman, who is currently a graduate student at Texas A&M, works for the Utah Trust Land Administration, and has started his own company, Natural Gas Data Group. Can you tell our listeners about yourself and all this work that you're involved in? Sure. Thank you, Sarah. Um, I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Um, So, yeah, I, I work for the Utah Trust Lands Administration, and we... Uh, manage 4.3 million mineral acres, kind of that's chicken pocked throughout the state of Utah. Um, our goal is to uh, make as much money on those squares as, as we can and that go back. So all that uh, money through uh, natural uh, resource extraction um, goes back to the K through 12 education system. Um, and then also uh I started a company with two of my buddies out of the Colorado School of Mines, um, and it's called Natural Gas Data Group. And uh, basically, what we did is we redigitized um, over 17,000 rows of the uh, U.S. Bureau of Mines uh, and the BLM uh, gas compositional database. So, yeah, that's really cool. It's like you're involved in the traditional oil and gas type role, but then also embracing this digital future of being able to really mine our data. And your graduate research focus on, is it kind of a hybrid of these two things? Yeah, definitely. So, so my, my research at, at A&M is, is focused on kind of like expanding what we know of the helium system. Um, and I'm doing that by using the data that we've, we've, uh, Redigitized, which has actually quite quite good data. I mean, it's it's old, but it's uh, um, you know it's based off of uh, drill stem tests and and different uh, different subsurface um, tools, so it can be used. And, and you know, when you map them out, you can throw them into a GIS system, and you know, do some really cool overlays and see, start seeing new. Um, new trends and in the data and kind of get a better uh, feel for what's going on in the helium with the helium system and also make some new interpretations. So how does helium tie into sustainability and how does that work? Can you explain it to our listeners? Sure. So helium um, is a noble gas that's used in a lot of different uh, high tech um and like the medical and the uh, natural defense industries. Um, it's not just used for balloons. Um, so it's actually currently one of, it, one of its main uses right now uh, in the COVID, it's actually being used as a refrigerant for the vaccines. So that's uh, kind of a new thing, but primarily it's used in like MRI machine to cool superconducting magnets 
But how it fits into sustainability is it's actually used uh, as like a, a tracer gas in like carbon capture utilization and sequestration fields to kind of like prove those up because helium is based on its its chemical properties. It's very small, very, it's it also inert. It's really buoyant. It wants to get to the, the top. It wants to escape uh, into our atmosphere or outside of our atmosphere. So it can be used to kind of make sure that, you know, um, the CO2 that's pumped back down hole is able to be stored safely long-term. So that's one of the main uses of its uh, sustainability characteristics. That's really interesting. So I know CCUS is a big topic as well, but where do you see the helium component of that going into the future? For helium, it's used heavily in, in these new tech, like high tech industries. So, you know, with, with China and all these other countries that are really pushing the bounds on, on new technology um, and, and it's required use in all these different high tech platforms and also to kind of cool, cool down major data storage processing centers. So into the future, like, I don't think that we're going to like slow down our tech industries and helium is going to play a huge role in, in kind of building out that, those tech industries and, and, and also like the medical research and medical like diagnostic industries as well. Yeah. That's really interesting. I, I mean, it's really cool that helium is used now to help cool um, for the vaccine. I didn't realize that at all. So where do you see opportunity space for early career or scientists in this field? So helium is, is a byproduct of the natural gas stream. So helium is a, is a very minor component, typically in, in most uh, gas fields, but to reach it like, ex, uh, like economic amounts, like y- you really have to kind of know what you're looking for. And in the U.S., so we've been we've been uh, producing helium in the U.S. pretty much since about 1920 timeframe. Um, and a lot of those fields are in the mid-continent, in like the Hugoton Panhandle, and some of the Kansas fields that are. I mean, it's been documented that they're they're pretty well drained. There's they're depleting fields. Um, so, and then there's other areas like up in Wyoming, like the Labarge Project. Um, there's some sustainability issues with that, you know, whether or not they can get their carbon capture utilization and sequestration program up and running because they, they produce helium, uh, the most helium in the U.S., but it's out of a very acidic gas stream. And uh, some of the environmental impacts to that make it so that helium is actually uh, non-economic. So they can't really produce that with new regulations. Um, in Wyoming and and on a federal level as well. So basically what that means is we need to find other areas to target for helium exploration. And it's pretty much found the same way as regular oil and gas through the same exploration tools, but you have to have a very clear understanding of the helium system and know that it's not the same as, as an oil and gas system. Like the characteristics are similar where it traps or, you know, it, it, has a source rock, it migrates, it tra- and it traps this like similar to oil and gas, but it you know it's from a very different source. Helium is generated from the radioactive decay of uranium and thorium in the subsurface and like mineral grains that are uh, like high in uh, uranium radioactive material. And then it, it's it's super light. It wants to 
escape. So you usually need a, a more robust seal to actually trap the, the helium um, as it's migrating. And also, you know, one thing that I've been kind of pushing hard is, is that the hydrodynamics are much more important. I mean, it's important in, in oil and gas, but it's even more so in helium uh, exploration. Where I see the space for early career geos is helium's not going anywhere. We're still going to need it um, into the long term. Um, but some of these fields that are major producers of it are rapidly depleting or there's environmental um, issues with those. So we really need to search for these other areas that might be perspective and kind of think about the helium system in a new way instead of just assuming that it's just in these certain areas, figure out new exploration tools to help us find those uh, pockets of helium in the subsurface. Yeah, that's really cool. I did not know this whole helium world was out there and it sounds like a pretty exciting space to be in and there's lots of problems to solve, but it's also being used in new technology, really changing the way our world works. I think the, the last thing that I kind of want to talk about is uh, ways that you can maybe check in uh, the, um, the health of the helium industry. And that one of the major ways is, is if you can actually find helium it, at like a party store for balloons. Um, if you can't, like kind of what's going on right now, if, you, if, if, if that helium is kind of absent or it's extremely expensive, that's a good way to kind of tell that the helium industry is not doing too well, that there is potentially the supply and demand is, is out of equilibrium. Um, and, I, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but, you know, a few years ago in 2017, 2018, um, there was a blockade on uh, Qatar and Qatar is a major uh, helium producer, just like the U.S., um, and we couldn't export or import any helium um, from Qatar. So the helium market just like exploded and you couldn't find helium for like balloons anywhere. I mean, it was all being used in like the high tech, high speed um, uh, medical industry and, and for national defense. So um, yeah, anyway, so that's a kind of interesting little way to, to judge the health of the helium industry. Thank you so much, Tyler, for coming on our podcast. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. So thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time on the next episode of the AAPG Sustainable Development Podcast. So thank you again. Take care and stay safe.